Hello and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast I started because I thought it would be funny. And on today's episode, I thought I would change it up just a tiny bit. Just, just, just the eensy beatsy teeniest little bit. And I thought I'd talk about a couple of movies, not anything recent, but one I was thinking of owning at first and one I already own, but I'm in, but I'm kind of debating whether I should keep. Um, and I thought today's episode would be a good idea to then, you know, kind of talk it through and really come to a conclusion. So, uh, the, with, uh, with that said, let's get into the first movie. This first movie I like to call, because that's what it is called, The Suckling. Um, terrible fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, so The Suckling, according to Letterboxd, reads, A woman goes to a back alley abortion clinic only to have her aborted fetus attack her, her boyfriend, and everyone else at the clinic. And... So the way I came across this episode was I was watching the episode of Best of the Worst that it was featured on, and it got to them talking about this, and I paused and I decided to watch the movie itself. Now, the reason I did that is because I've kind of done this with a couple of their episodes. Um, They start talking about certain movies, and I just get the feeling that I need to see the movie for myself before I can go ahead and watch them talk about it. So when they were talking about Tammy and the T-Rex, I paused their video and I waited until I watched Tammy and the T-Rex. And I'm glad I did because then I got to enjoy that movie all on its own. And it turns out I got to see the gore cut, whereas they didn't. So, you know, I, I ended up enjoying it even more than they did. And I think a better example uh, would be when they talked about Faust, Love of the Damned, I was like, I gotta see this movie for myself, so I paused before they even talked about it. I went and watched it, and I consider that to be one of the best uh, choices I ever made because I fucking love that movie. I adore Faust, Love of the Damned, uh, and I'm the only person on the planet who does so. And uh, I feel like those movies are worth their own episodes, so I won't even really talk about them in specifics. But basically, when I heard them just you know, coming up with trigger warnings for the suckling, I was like, all right, I need to see this movie. This is something that I need to experience all on my own. And, um, well, this is the first time that this has ever not worked in my favor because, good God, the suckling, what a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. I just, I really can't stress just how, what a wasted opportunity this movie is. It's so dreary and depressing and it's miserable. It is a miserable movie. And you'd think that would be intentional because of the source material. It deals with abortion and it's a horror movie. But, like, I was expecting it to be funny because the the title is The Suckling. Like, that's hilariously stupid that is such a stupid funny title for this kind of movie and i'm surprised that it this i'm surprised this movie had no sense of humor it just boggles my mind that these people made this movie about a killer fetus they called it the suckling and not once was it ever funny it was just boring it was 
one of the most miserable experiences I've ever had watching a horror movie like this. I've seen funnier horror movies than this. Chud 2, Bud the Chud, fucking hilarious movie. Hilarious horror movie, you know. Something more mainstream, Shaun of the Dead, great horror comedy. Something I'm going to be talking about later in this episode, Young Frankenstein, masterful horror comedy. And I get that this movie wasn't trying to be a horror comedy, it was just trying to be a horror movie, but I don't know, like, it could have been funnier. Like, with a title like The Suckling, it could have been hilarious. And it wasn't. It was awful. It was it was legitimately awful. It just boggles my mind that... And that they had this creature design. If you go on the letterbox page for this movie, like, the banner for it is the creature design. And even the poster advertises what the creature looks like. And it looks ridiculous. It, it looks like a character that would show up in, in Meet the Feebles. I'm just like... I, but that's a movie I'm, I don't take seriously. And this is a movie I'm supposed to take seriously. So it's like, what is going on here? You have this horrifically hilarious design of a character, of this, of this fetus monster... And you expect me to take this movie seriously. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it, suckling movie. Why are you so... Oh, God. It's just so frustrating to have to watch a movie and really expect something out of it. And I get it. Maybe that's on me because it's a movie called The Suckling. Was I really supposed to be expecting anything from it? I was expecting hilariousness from it i was expecting it to be funny bad you know that's something i love in a movie if it's not going to be good the very least it could be is fun or hilariously incompetent just i want it to be a gigantic failure that leads in me entertained and i didn't get that i just got a boring drab of a movie and it's really a shame i really wanted to see this as kind of like the next Faust. You know, that's a movie... I know I said I wasn't going to really explain anything about that, but I, I feel like that kind of plays into it because Faust was a movie that was also... that kind of dealt with uh, really heavy topics, but did so in a hilariously incompetent way. So Faust is just a failure, no matter how you look at it. But it's an entertaining failure. I adore how incompetent it is i adore how it just fails at just dealing with so many edgy topics and just being an edgelord's fantasy i adore it it's so funny it is really funny to just watch and hear people's reactions to it but i'm not going to spoil anything because that that movie deserves its own episode but i was kind of hoping that with the suckling with the way that red letter media was like with the way Jay and Jack and Mike and Rich were just like, you know, trigger warning, trigger warning. I was like, holy shit, like, this is the next Faust. This is going to be hilariously incompetent and really funny. No, it was just boring. It was just, it just did nothing. It was like the girl gets an abortion. The fetus gets flushed down the toilet, which is funny, but like, it, it's never really called upon is funny it's kind of treated seriously and then it gets 
t- exposed to toxic waste and it becomes a monster and then it just becomes a standard monster movie where it's just killing people it's like worse night of the living dead where they're all trapped in one location and oh god it's just such a boring nightmare it's not even like funny bad it's like i've been saying it's not funny bad it's not hilariously incompetent it's just schlock that's boring to watch i could watch i could think of so many other movies i would rather watch than it like funny bad failure at being an edgelord movie that's faust that you were better off watching faust love of the damned it is a million times better than this in every way it's it's also a failure at dealing with these heavy topics in an edgelord way but it does so in a spectacularly entertaining way and then like the whole uh one location being attacked by monster thing like night of the living dead horror, horror classic just watch that like you're better off just watching that it's this is just such a waste of everybody's time and i was really hoping this would be another one of those like funny bad movies that i could one day add to my collection but it's it's just not worth it i don't care that vinegar syndrome did a blu-ray for it it's not worth it there are so many other movies i would rather own on a vinegar syndrome blu-ray and i already do i own tammy and the t-rex on a vinegar syndrome blu-ray i own new york ninja on their blu-ray it's like those are movies i own on blu-ray from them because i genuinely like them they're good okay they're not good but they're still entertaining like even if they're not good they're still funny or entertaining like i could see myself watching them again whether or not they're actually good so yeah the suckling that's a no for me dog no way is this ever going to enter into my collection not for historical purposes not for entertainment purposes i never even want to think about this movie ever again i just what a what a waste of time what a waste of energy just what a waste such a fucking waste uh but you know what's not a waste is uh today's movie that i happen to own on a special edition 1998 dvd and uh it's it's a young frankenstein so i was originally not gonna i wasn't really planning on on doing a too many movies on young frankenstein but i feel like it's important so i started too many movies because i had so many dvds and vhs tapes and blu-rays of movies that i had never seen before or movies i hadn't logged on the letterboxd or whatever so i kind of separated those from the movies that i had seen before but the more i think about it the more i realize there are things i own on dvd and blu-ray and even VHS, that I'm like thinking, do I really need this? Like, do I want to keep owning this? And also, do I want to keep owning it in this format? And I feel like Young Frankenstein is a good kind of, is, is a good example of starting this off, where like I'm really actually going through my collection and thinking of the movies that I've had for years, do I still want this? And I'm and so I decided to rewatch Young Frankenstein recently, um, and I'm glad I did, because, yeah, 
I do want this movie on this format that I have on it. So the format that I have it on is just a simple 1998 DVD. And you can tell this is a movie, this is a DVD made when DVDs were first starting out. You know, the late 90s. It's just... You look at it, you're like, this is a 90s DVD. And I'm quite fond of 90s DVDs, especially like this early, these early things. The box is very sturdy, it's very nice, it's simple, sure, but I kind of like that about it. The box art is is hilarious it is all in color really not good color so the mo- so for those of you who don't know the movie is actually in black and white even though it was made in the 70s it's made in black and white because it's supposed to mimic the uh frankenstein movie from the 1930s and so with it being in black and white you know that it's supposed to add to the satirical element of it but the DVD has everybody in color, and it's, it's, it looks un, it looks strange, but in a charming way. Like I'm just like this is hilarious in how kind of cheesy it looks. It <laughs> it looks incredibly ridiculous. With that said, as the for the movie itself, I have in the past few years been kind of been kind of on the fence with this movie and i feel like even since i first saw it i've been kind of on the fence with it because so i enjoy the frankenstein mythos i like the original story i like the original movie from the 30s even though it's nothing like the book it's a very interesting movie it's a simple horror classic it started the careers of Boris Karloff and kind of launched this whole monster movie craze that's still going to this day. So I have a lot of respect for it. Um, if it's a, even if it's aged a bit in certain points, whatever. I'm sure there's there's other times I could talk about that. But as for this movie, it's. So it's obviously supposed to be a parody of that. It's a parody of the Frankenstein story, basically, of this guy being the great grand, being the grandson of the original Frankenstein, and just doing it all over again. And it's the thing about this movie is, unlike other Mel Brooks movies, it doesn't feel like it's la- trying to make you laugh out loud every second so take for example a movie like blazing saddles or a movie like Spaceballs, which i personally enjoy more than this movie i like those those are some of my favorite mel brooks movies i love Spaceballs because of because of the fact that it's able to parody star wars star trek and all these science fiction movies but it's also able to just be hilarious on its own same with blazing saddles it's like this parody of all these western movies but it's also just has so many funny scenes to it. Like, it's funny. Young Frankenstein has funny elements to it. Like, there are so many ele- there's so many scenes I remember. There's so many lines of dialogue that I quote because of how hilarious it is. But I can't describe it as funny on the same level as Blazing Saddles or Spaceballs. I don't think it's laugh out loud funny. 
I think it's funny. It's a lot more subtle in its comedy. It, and I feel like that's intentional. Obviously, when I first watched it, I was a little confused because, you know, I knew Mel Brooks to be like the Blazing Saddles guy, the Spaceballs guy. So I was like, oh, I'm not laughing every five seconds. So what's wrong with this movie? But, you know, that's not really the point. It is trying to be a lot more subtle in its portrayal of the Frankenstein mythos being this goofy kind of just this just like again it's like it's not trying to be goofy it's trying to be this half serious half it's not even trying to be serious i'm like struggling to even describe it it's but it's just because i'm so used to whenever something is trying to be a satire or spoof movie it tries to go all out in its absurdity and this doesn't do that and I think that's what makes it special. It's not like, it's not like Spaceballs. It's not like Blazing Saddles. It's not like Airplane. It's, it's its own kind of satire, because it's trying to be a straight up satire of one story. So it's not like throwing in all these other references. It's, it's definitely a lot. I'm. This is gonna sound you know, a little hyperbolic, but I'm going to say it, it's smarter. It's, it's definitely a lot smarter than I took it, than I took it for when I first watched it, because it's not trying to be this uber fest of just references, which, yeah, that's what spoof movies eventually became. And that's what people don't like about the spoof movies of the 2000s, like disaster movie or epic movie or whatever the fuck they were called because they were just reference fests and that's kind of what Spaceballs is and that's kind of what airplane is but you know those movies know how to do them properly because they're actually funny references but young frankenstein is not a reference fest it is it is a straight up satire of the frankenstein mythos and that's what it is at first it's not trying to be this goofball fest it's trying to be a satire of the frankenstein mythos in a comedic way and you know what i gotta respect it for that i have got to give it credit for that and no matter what my feelings on this movie are going to be they've always been positive i can't act like oh i've gone through phases where i hate this movie that's not the truth it's always been positive it's just it's just differentiated within that area of positivity. Like sometimes I love it. Sometimes I more respect it, but I think no matter what, even if I can't say it's my favorite comedy, it's one I respect a lot. And I really just have to keep it for that. And I should keep it on this DVD. It's a hilarious DVD cover. I it's just I just can't stress that enough. It's hilarious in how charming in late 90s it is. And so, yeah, I think I should keep it for that. Will I ever own this on a nice Blu-ray? Who who can tell? But I'd say for now, this is a definite keep in the format that it's at. It's a keep for the collection. It's a movie I'm going to be returning to for years to come. 
And that about does it for this episode of Too Many Movies. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. Be sure to leave comments of uh, how much of a fool I am for not saying The Suckling is a cinematic masterpiece or whatever. I don't know. I'm sure there's at least one psychopath out there who's a fan of The Suckling. Uh, To that guy, uh, I'm sorry, but... (laughs) You're a psychopath. Anyway, see you all next time. Yeah.